What's up, disc golfers? Joe here for Joe's Disc Golf. Sorry if I sound a little quiet right now. I'm trying to stay close to the microphone. I'm trying not to clip because I have a sleeping wife and a sleeping baby two floors above me. And the way our heating and air conditioning system is set up is the ductwork essentially makes a straight line from the basement to our bedroom. So if I sound a little quiet, it is on purpose. That is because Rule number one about, well, maybe it's not rule number one. One of the most important rules with having a child besides, you know, eating, loving, changing, caring for them, never, ever, ever wear, wake a sleeping baby. If you've never had to experience something like that, well, <laughs> count yourself lucky, mister, because, well, uh, yeah, exactly. So... A lot of things have happened in the last week here, so yeah, tons to catch up on. Trying to be quiet at the same time, so trying not to get too animated, too excited. But here we go. First, before I get too far in it, I have to thank our sponsor, Log. What rolls downstairs alone or in pairs rolls over your neighbor's dog? What's great for a snack and it fits on your back? It's Log, 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 Log from Blamo. It's big, it's heavy, it's wood. And pick yours up now from your local forest. Speaking of forest, um, yeah, no longer have one behind my backyard. As far as I knew, uh, there's talk of apartments or something going in behind my house. But from what I understand, because the ground is so low and the literal millions of dollars in dirt it would take to put in the apartments there did not make sense. And then all of a sudden I walked up the stairs yesterday and there were, there were no woods. There's no woods behind my house, which is a big reason as to why we bought the house we did. But, you know, that's just kind of my train of thought where I'm at right now. Trying to, uh, yeah, it's a little frustrating to say the least, especially because we had no notice and no recourse as to uh, uh, petitioning to stop this or, you know, at least talk to find out what the plans are. And um, yeah, I think that's enough of that. It was uh, some nice weather here up in northeast Indiana. Crazy stuff. It was like 40 degrees today. It was awesome. Now, I know you people in Florida, in California, in Texas are going 40 degrees. Are you out of your mind? I was out on the football field throwing in just a shirt and pants, like polo shirt and pants. It was awesome. It was crazy. I was so excited. Uh, there wasn't much of a wind. In fact, it was basically a south to north wind, and I was able to get some nice headwind forehand practice and tailwind forehand practice. Working on those touch-up shots with my Lucid Judge. Oh, such a good disc. Still trying to learn it a little bit. Um, more so, maybe not so much learn the disc, but learn how it flies and how, how uh, much power I need to put on to really park those uh, basically 125 to 200 foot shots. Those are the ones that seem to be getting me and um, getting some headwind practice. It was really nice to understand like how much touch I really needed to make it go there, how much effort. And then same thing with throwing back, just trying to see that. Um, that's that's kind of where I was at with that. That was a lot of fun throwing the harp. I've been throwing the harp. I, you know, wasn't 
big into disc golf and following disc golf as closely as I am now. So when Ricky was throwing the crap out of the harp with Latitude 64, I was playing disc golf, but I, the only pro scene I really knew about and cared about was my local pro scene and hanging out with those guys. So that was, that was one of those things. Um, throwing the harp, throwing the crap out of the harp. You can check out my Instagram, Joe's Disc Golf on Instagram. Uh, I posted a nice little picture. Uh, I used to throw the slammer a ton, but Dynamic Discs decided in their infinite wisdom that they would no longer be producing it. It went out of production. I mean, they could bring it back at any time. Who knows? Uh, maybe Ricky's going to want some kind of cross between the pig and the harp. The one thing that I've noticed with the slammer is one, the harp is definitely a good replacement, but um, not totally the same. The slammer was a one speed slower and one speed less glide, and it definitely shows. I can definitely put more on it and it won't go nearly as far, or it takes more effort to get it that far, which is, you know, it is what it is. It's pretty cool. Uh, so I was throwing that, took some nice pictures of my harp and my slammer. You could, again, check those out on Instagram, Joe's Disc Golf. You can also check it out on Twitter, at Joe's Disc Golf, because, you know, why not? Why not? Also, you know, it's not posted. I'm thinking about getting a feed on there. I don't know. Anybody wants to look at my Instagram stuff or my Twitter stuff, you're not going to go to joesdiscgolf.com. You're going to go to joesdiscgolf.com to find out all your latest disc golf news, reviews, and player contracts because we've got some big news here that has happened since last week. I mean, we still have, let's go over the one outstanding disc golfer that is still not signed. I mean, I still haven't, I have my pick of where I want to play, but uh, no, it's Katrina Allen. Katrina Allen to this moment, at this moment of recording on January 13th at 9.34 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, We are not sure where Katrina Allen will end up. There's a lot of speculation where she could go. It has been confirmed on Understable Minds, the Dynamic Discs podcast, that Eric McCabe has stated Katrina Allen will not end up at one of the trilogy companies. That makes a lot of sense. Um, they they, They went all out on their announcement for Kona, and there's no way they would do that and then sign Katrina, who is... She's ranked higher. She's a better player. She's far more experienced than Kona. Not saying Kona can't get to that level. I believe that she has the talent to get that get to that level. And when she fixes out figures out her putter, she is really going to be dangerous because her drives are great. Her upshots are great. Her putting, when it's on, it is on. The problem is it's never on. And I'm um, I'm just hoping that at some point she will figure that out. So big news there. Maybe not big news. Katrina Allen still has not landed anywhere. Anywhere. And I don't know where she's going to end up. Could be Innova. They've took some hits. Yes, the roster's pretty deep. But uh, for the most part, they've, they've taken some lumps right here. They've given up a lot of good players. We've had Haley King. She managed to find herself a new home. She is now hanging out with Innova. Sorry, Discraft. Wait, no. Don't, no, sorry. I'm looking at the Chris Dickerson signing at the same time. 
but uh so oh my gosh uh it's it's difficult for me to keep track right now because i'm I'm looking at about five different things and it is not the most fun so let me go where i know i'm confident and that is with chris dickerson signing with discraft and uh the day before that they made their announcement he was seen in michigan driving a discraft branded rv it sounds like it's a pretty sweet contract he says that the contract is valued at over a million dollars it's over seven figures and uh at first i read that i was like wow he's getting his million dollars good for him that's awesome but um upon closer inspection his instagram post said that he is his contract is worth at least or valued at at least seven million dollars so that just goes to tell you that uh he's not getting that much money um anybody's contract most pros have some deal where they're you know making money through disc sales and through all that stuff and you know they get a couple bucks or however much that their contract says that they will get from uh disc sales their tour series discs and whatever else but uh you know their guaranteed money is a certain certain amount i have this odd feeling that chris dickerson's contract is going to be somewhere in the 100 to 300,000 dollar range because his post said that he would be at uh his family would be living comfortably um i'm not exactly sure like to to every person that means something different so i'm just kind of giving it that range i feel like if he was getting more than that they would have announced some numbers but they didn't so that's kind of where i'm at there it is a little speculation but at the same time um that's that's what i think is going on there uh but you know that's not a bad deal they got him not only did they do that, they got him the uh, they got him the RV. They're covering the costs of the RV. You know, oil changes, gas, all that tournament entries. And I'm I'm not saying that he's getting a bad deal. He's getting the Buzz, which is an incredibly popular uh, disc. So at that point, um, at that point, that's that's a pretty sweet deal. I was right. It is Haley King to Innova. Uh, she left discraft sorry it's just it's been a day let me tell you let me tell you there buddy it has been a day and i'm uh, and i'm just mm, gonna vent a little bit here i'm a little frustrated with this whole valued at whatever it is because that's a load of crap i'm sorry um this uh do you this this thing of saying your contract is valued at whatever that started with the biggest one I can remember off the top of my head, and the only other person that I've really noticed do this, and I could be wrong, I could have missed something. If I did, you know, go ahead and shoot me an email. Uh, let's say joe at joesdiscgolf.com if you're interested. Or you could leave a voice message, anchor.fm slash joesdiscgolf. You do have to create an account, but you can link your Spotify to this, so not a big deal. And you could leave me a voice message. Tell me that I'm an idiot or something. I don't know. But uh, that's just kind of, that's just, mm, mm. it's just kind of frustrating to say the least. 
because Drew Gibson did that and it made it sound like his contract was worth way more than it is. And, and maybe it will be. Maybe one day his disc sales from his line of discs that he is creating and he'll have all control over and Infinite is manufacturing. Maybe it will. Maybe it will be. I don't know. But now Chris Dickerson's doing the same thing. I have this feeling that if it was, if he was making more, if over the four years he made more than Kona or more than Kristen Tatar, you'd know about it. But I have this feeling that because it might not like guaranteed money, I'm not saying he can't, guaranteed money is less than both of those it's not going to happen. Like they're not saying it or it's so close that it doesn't like, you know, if he's getting a million dollars over four years, I, I have this feeling we would have known about it. Um, maybe not. I could be wrong, but it's just one of those things. I I'm not sure. It's just, it's, uh, again, like I said, it's frustrating. Uh, one of the things that Dickerson is going to do, uh, with Discraft is going to, uh, work with those guys to get him a better social media presence. And everything I've heard about Chris Dickerson, he's super nice guy, super genuine, super awesome, super good at disc golf, super terrible at social media. And he chooses not to do that, which is, which is fine. He, he doesn't, there's no reason that you have to do that. But I think if he wants to sell more buzzes, if he wants to sell whatever other disc they're going to put his name on, it's, he's got to get a bigger social media presence. You know, even if it's just, you know, posting every couple days and it's really, you know, the Discraft social media intern posting for him, that's fine. That's like, get him out there, get him in front of the camera, have somebody, you know, have him do a vlog style thing, you know, once a week, just get out there. I'm not saying he has to be Simon Lazat on YouTube, but you get out there a little more, people get to know you more. You grow a bigger fan base. You're already a really good disc golfer, and it's only going to do wonders for you. Uh, it's it's great. He's trying to build the Chris Dickerson brand. There should be a logo coming out soon. At this time of recording, I have not seen one. There might be one out. I doubt it because he just announced just a couple days ago. It's just, yeah, it is. It is what it is. And then we've got Haley King landing at Innova. That's that's a pretty solid get. Uh, she is going to be one of the top U.S. women on that team until Henna and Evelina come over and tour in the U.S. It sounds like they're going to tour for a bit, go back for the European, come back. You know, they're not going to do a full tour schedule as far as I know, but I could be wrong. Things could change. Um, Innova is a company that doesn't like to spend money and... I think it was the guys over on Griplock that put it the best. Um, you've got two approaches right now. And you've got the approach of, you know, Trilogy and Discraft and Prodigy of going, hey, we're going to build up our players. We're going to sponsor these people. They're going to do their thing. We're going to give them nice fat contracts. We're going to make it public. And we're, we're going to get them. We're going to set them up and just show people like, hey, we're awesome. Hey, you can make a living in disc golf. Hey, we're going to be awesome. Where Innova is still in the old way of thinking of, well, we got our contract with Walmart. We've got our contract with Dick Sporting Goods. That's where we're making bank. Players, eh, they're nice. Why should we pay them? You know, we'll give them disc sales, but why should we pay them? That's just how it feels. 
and listening to the interview that um, one of the Innova guys did with um, the Upshot, same idea. I think, I forget, was it Hunter on Griplocked? Talked about how this is kind of like the battle of Nike and Converse with NBA shoes. Back in the day, Converse were everywhere. It was everything. Until Nike decided to pay this upstart rookie, you know, ended up being a pretty decent rookie named Michael Jordan, paid him a ton of money, ended up making Air Jordans, and suddenly Nike is the thing that you see everywhere. Say what you will about Nike. I have my own thoughts on them. However, it was a smart move. And I think that Dynamic Discs, Latitude 64, uh, Prodigy, Discraft, all these companies, MVP, they're all taking the Nike approach where Innova is taking the Converse approach. And I'll be really curious to see which one pans out. I mean, right now, tons and tons, like they still have so many people. Like if you're going to start disc golfing, you're going to end up at Walmart or Dick's and buy discs. And it's not going to be till you've been in the sport for a little while that you find out about Trilogy, Discraft, you know, maybe you'll see Discraft because maybe you played Ultimate Frisbee and you know about Discraft from that and, you know, go from there or Prodigy or MVP or insert any other company. It isn't until you go through that where you start finding more. However, uh, Dynamic Discs is getting more and more into the big box stores with their starter packs at the very least. You can very easily find them on Amazon. And I think that is going to serve them well, where in the next five-ish years, you're going to start seeing less and less people caring about Innova because they don't have that nostalgia. Like, yes, I started out throwing Innova, but I didn't really care. I went to the local disc golf shop when I moved here. Well, first I started to play it again. And I bought any disc that I thought would be good for me where I didn't know anything. I didn't know jack crap about the flight numbers like I do now and how you can't compare them between companies and play it again, you know, gently used could have hit enough trees where it doesn't matter what the flight numbers say. It doesn't fly anything like it should, but that's neither here nor there. But there's a local disc golf shop um, that I used to go to and they carried basically Trilogy and Innova and that was about it. You know, I won a trilogy disc at, uh, I won a justice at a tournament through that a couple times, kind of fell in love with that, started looking more into trilogy, really enjoyed that. It was a lot of fun. Uh, if you follow the other podcast that I'm, that I co-host with, Ben is also one of the other guys that we started throwing a lot of trilogy together. We host that, that is half in the bag. You can find us, uh, anywhere you find your podcast, half in the bag, disc golf. There is another Half in the Bag podcast out there, but that one is just called Half in the Bag. We're Half in the Bag Disc Golf because, hey, it's a great name. And honestly, you know, everybody does the In the Bag videos and we were all drinking buddies when we all lived around here. So, you know what? Half in the Bag fits pretty well. But I think you're going to find this uh, lack of nostalgia for Innova in the next, you know, five-ish years. And then you're going to end up getting more people throwing other stuff, dynamic discs, maybe, or Discraft is going to grow. You know, as more of these companies get into um, the big box stores, get bigger on Amazon, it's not going to matter anymore. Uh, what's really going to be interesting is whenever a big company comes in, say Under Armour decides to be the title sponsor for a handful of athletes, you know, if in two years Under Armour 
cuts Paul Macbeth a $5 million check for two years or something like that. Some crazy amount of money to play disc golf. That's when I think things are going to get real interesting and you're going to see title sponsors like, you know, Reebok and Under Armour and all those different companies and the manufacturers are going to start to take a back seat. I'll be curious to see how that all turns out. And if any of them try to partner with Under Armour, oh, excuse me, I think that would be, ooh, that'd be really interesting there. Yeah, uh, that, that about does it for the updates here. Nothing else too crazy going on. Uh, we do have, this is 2022, and the Disc Golf Pro Tour has launched the Tour Card Pilot Program. Uh, currently in the middle of writing up an article here, so look for that, um, you know, tomorrow, the 14th, or maybe Saturday. Uh, hopefully I get it up by about the time that this goes up, but who knows. Uh, this first year, they will offer 75 MPO and 25 MFPO um, tour cards. Uh, those are for the top players in MPO and FPO, the top 25. They will get guaranteed early access to registration, some health and wellness services, locker room facilities, dedicated player parking, private hospitality tent, and a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, these are these tour cards are seven hundred and sixty dollars for the year. It's Comes out to about 40 bucks per event. No, you cannot buy one event at a time for the tour card. It's an all or nothing kind of deal. You don't get a refund if you don't show up. However, you do get early tournament registration with a full refund. So for whatever reason, sick, injured, something comes up, you can't make it. You'll get your full money back on whatever that tournament is. Uh, they will also add uh, 10 MPO spots and five fpo spots from europe uh these are top rated players with um exemptions to get in uh right now i'm, I'm curious how that's going to go only for the fact that weird things are still happening with lockdowns and travel restrictions so who honestly really knows what's going to happen there but going forward it'll be an interesting thing if you oh, excuse me again if you do end up not qualifying, you can apply for an exemption to get the full tour card. Uh, one of the players that I thought of off the top of my head, who was not a top 25 FPO player, would be Macy Valadez. She played great at the tournaments that she was in. However, uh, she did not do a full touring schedule, so I think she's somewhere in the 30s. I, she's an obvious one that could qualify for an exemption. You just have to send an email in. Uh, there's specific requirements for that, but this is all for pro stuff. What I think is cool is, like I said, early tournament registration with full refunds, um, parking areas that are exclusive for the players, an athletics performance zone with warm-up and cool-down guidance and equipment, a massage and chiropractic services at some of the events, telehealth services for medical and physical, mental, medical and physical issues with referrals to specialists, uh, promotional opportunities through the DGPT, caddy and support team credentialing, all that kind of stuff. Really just trying to take the Disc Golf Pro Tour up another level. Um, you can apply to get these extra things. Like if, you know, someone who is just going to travel, if it's a local pro, 
who only gonna who's only gonna travel in the region. Maybe you're gonna hit up like Ledgestone, D Glow, and Idlewild. You can pay fifty bucks for just each event individually to get access to all that stuff, which is pretty cool. Um, it's it's pretty sweet to see that. Um, there are a whole bunch of people who have already registered for this. Ugh, excuse me again, man. It is. Huh, it is tiring having children, let me tell you. Uh, at this time, there are 82 MPO uh, ones given out and 37 FPO tour cards given out. I think this is a good idea. I think the uh, DGPT and the PDGA is definitely heading the way of golf, and it makes a whole bunch of sense that they're going to try to limit it because they want the best players there on tour and they want to give the best players the opportunity to sign up first and not get, you know, if they weren't fast enough to get locked out of some of these major tour series events. So that's kind of my two cents on that one. And the last topic here, starting in 2023, any course that hosts a major won't be on the disc golf pro tour. And I think this just makes sense. I mean, just look at it now. They're going to play at Emporia twice this year. They're going to play two different versions. There's going to be the Dynamic Discs Open version of Jones. And I think that's pretty cool. But then they're going to rework it and end up doing uh, World Championship is going to be a different layout there. They're actually completely reworking the entire course. It's supposed to be really cool. Uh, so that means that in 2023, the Green Mountain Championships and the Discraft Great Lakes Open will not be part of the Disc Golf Pro Tour. Um, I would be shocked if there wasn't an AmSide event still going on there, if there wasn't something going there. Uh, but, you know, going forward, it, it makes sense, though. Nobody wants to go to the same place twice. Like Emporia, what they're doing out there is they can they, they have the ability to rework the course and basically make it two different courses. But something like, you know, Box Run and Brewster Ridge or Toboggan, they don't have that flexibility. It's just not possible for them to do that. Um, it, it is, you know, it is what it is. And I think, again, it's a great idea. But uh, you know what else is a great idea? Uh, ending this podcast. Yes, I know it was short. We're pushing a whole 26 and a half minutes here. But I want to thank you all for watching. I want to thank you all for listening. Um, sorry that this one is a bit shorter. However, uh, that's kind of just the way uh, it's going right now with how things are working with uh, my family at this moment and trying to get things done and trying to be a good dad. Hopefully next week, I'll have a little more to talk about. Also be able to, uh, if you guys go ahead and check out, uh, hopefully every, by Tuesday, Every week, there will be a new episode of Half in the Bag. But right now, this ends the Joe's Disc Golf Podcast. I want to thank you all for watching. I've been Joe. You've been awesome. Don't forget to thank Treesus when you've had a great tree kick. And reflect and repent if you've had a less than favorable kick. For all of you out there, have a great weekend. And I can't wait to talk to you all next week. <laughs>